Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Haven to Roll. I am your game master, Rain Zero, joined, as always, by my beautiful wife, Daft Prodigy. You are listening to session 19, The Reunion, the session that answers the question What if To Haven to Roll were a coffee shop AU? Before we get started, this week marks a momentous occasion for us. This is our first official crossover with another podcast. This week, Daft hops on over to Echowood to join our friends on Dungeon Dive Bar in Fort Inevitable. Be sure to check out a truly impish performance as her guest character, Toe Crusher, makes her debut appearance. Part one of her guest appearance is up now with part two coming next Monday, so head on over to dungeondivebar.podbean.com. The crossover itself is a two-fold collaboration. So, after the dust has settled on Dungeon Dive Bar in Toe Crusher's furious wake, be sure to tune back in here for a special guest appearance by a member of the DDB crew. Who will it be? Who knows? Maybe they will tell you over on Dungeon Dive Bar. You'll just have to go over there and find out. This session features Chronospheres of Dr. Genevieve Beaumont by Philip Melvin, as well as sound effects from Sirenscape, and the return of another Kevin McLeod track, Decline. Without further ado, let's get right back into Curse of the Crimson Throne. beautiful wife. Hello, beautiful husband. Uh, so, you're able to get out, and Damien goes off to do his own thing, and you have uh, two surviving kobolds, I believe? Yes. And um, you're taking them to the guards along with the statues? Yes. Alright. Uh, more realistically, you would probably contact the guards yes. and get them to come and gather the statues, Yes. because you because guys can't really pull yeah, them up out of there. Yeah, they're down in the sewer, and they're yep. so heavy. Uh, Alright. So, uh, and when they come, we'll be like, "Yes, we also have these two kobolds. They are unconscious and uh, tied." And up. I believe you wanted to interrogate the kobolds. Yeah. All right. Um, what information are you seeking from the kobolds? Um, they, they take them back to Citadel Volshynik. They throw them in a cell with non-humans. Uh, yeah. Which uh, they're humanoids technically, but uh, it's yeah. kind of one of the situations where if you're not a, if you're not one of the core races, you know, human, elf, dwarf, uh, gnome halfling they kind of just go yeah you're in with the rest of them yeah um so i do want to see if we can get any more information about this glorious empire yes. that kobolds were planning to make uh, uh yes the... to, just to make sure that there isn't like you know yeah things we need to follow up on here oh yeah um actually uh upon hearing about that the sergeant on duty would go, oh, yeah, the Kobold Empire. Yeah, I've heard about this. Uh, apparently, the Kobolds, they, they worship a dragon that attacked here, like, I don't know, like 50 years ago. And they're, oh. they're certain that one day the dragon will return and that all the Kobolds that live underneath the city will be able to rise up and claim Corvosa as their own uh, uh, under their glorious dragon god. What Of what manner was this dragon? It was a red dragon. A red dragon. Yeah. 
50 years ago. Yeah, about 50 years ago. And was it defeated? Uh, it kind of just ran away. We, oh. we defended the city and we managed to repel it. Unia is remembering the things Kester was drawing and talking about with regards to us defending the city against a dragon. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Kester was drawing a blue dragon. He was. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, if so you want to roll Kester... knowledge history, you might be able to get more information about yes. this red dragon. Yes, um, probably not. Unia probably can't roll this because they weren't. Or... No. Yeah, okay. No, Unia would not be able to. All right. Uh, Damien can't roll because he's not here. Oh, boy. Uh, Lenore and Cinder both have a rank, at least. So um, let's see what they know. Oh, all right. Uh, Lenore got a 13. Okay. Uh, so she aids, and Cinder yeah. got a 19. Okay. Um. So 21. Yeah, putting your heads together. Uh, individually, you're like, yeah, I heard that there was a red dragon that used to be here. Um, what was it called again? Jeez, uh, oh, I don't know. I, I don't remember. Uh, one of you was like, "Yeah, did it? It's it's been it's been around for a long time." Uh, apparently, it yeah, was. Yeah, I it, remember. It, the the first time that it ever attacked anywhere was uh, at a village called Basilwife. Basilwife. Basilwif. Basilwife. I don't know how you would, should say this. Uh, Basilwif. Basilwif. Uh, uh, it's B A S L W I E F. Basilwife? Basilwife. It attacked that place in 4569. Nice. A hundred and some years ago. And oh, then, I heard of that one. Uh, I don't know if you would have. No, you didn't, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then, and then it was seen again in, in uh, the town of Palin's Cove. And it tormented that place for about six months. Oof. In 4571. Oof. And then it wasn't seen again. Uh, until 4661, that would be the appearance 50 years ago. Uh-huh. It attacked both Palin's Cove and Basilwif, and uh, the king hired adventurers to end the threat, but they failed to defeat it. Uh, it then made it then made a brief appearance uh, in 4674 when it attacked uh, Palin's Cove, Veldrain, and Corvosa over ah. a period of three weeks before disappearing again over Conqueror's Bay. Goodness. Yeah. Okay. So this is a dragon that's been around for a while. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's overdue kind of for another appearance. Well, it seems to get it seems to get restless like about once every hundred years, and it's been about fifty years since this last time attacking. Yeah. So maybe maybe it will attack again. Maybe. <laughs> we asked Custer, and Custer's like, I don't know. I just liked blue better. <laughs> uh, um, did I give you the name? No. You got a twenty-one. You don't know the name of it. Ah! <laughs> That's more like a DC 25 check. We can ask Damien later. <laughs> Let's see what Damien knows later. Yeah. Balls. Nope. No. Don't know? Nope. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Y you know that there's a red dragon that has apparently plagued the town. Um, uh, Damien, uh, Damien was probably alive the last time it attacked, wasn't he? Yep. And so is Sinter, but she was underground. Yeah. Um, um, Damien was very small. Yeah, Damien probably remembers that there was talk of a red dragon attacking, um, but doesn't really know the details. Yeah. Like, uh, kind of like if you were born in, like, the late 90s uh, and then, like, lived through 9-11. Yeah, uh, and it's like, you know that something bad happened you know something or was bad going happened. on, but you don't really you know, know that, Yeah, why. you know that there was, like, a big, a big war after, but you don't really know what the deal was yeah. uh, until you take your history classes and roll better than a 21 on your... 
Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and uh, do we find out, are there any other kobolds raising rust monsters in the area? Uh, give me give me either an intimidate or a diplomacy. Okay. Whichever you feel like you would be better at. Cinder. To represent your interrogation of the kobolds. Well, Cinder is better at diplomacy. Okay. Uh, and Lenore can try to help... And so can Unia. Uh, so let's just, let's try to diplomatize. Uh, we tried intimidating the other time and that didn't go so well. So, uh, clack, clack, not thrucks, clack, clack, clack. clack. <laughs> oh. What'd you get? Um, well, Center got a 26. Unia got a 22. And Lenore got a 12. So, 30. Oh, boy. Um, let me check the diplomacy table real quick. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, even if they're hostile to you, uh, this improves their attitude. Uh, to <laughs> They're unfriendly. <laughs> um, but but you're, able to, you're able to get... Uh, you're not able to get them to reveal an important secret. Because mm. uh, that would be plus 10 uh, right. over the DC. Okay. But, um, yeah. Can we get them to rat out some of their friends? Like, oh, yeah. We'll they, be we'll be nice to you if you rat out some of your friends for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that scumbag, that scumbag commander Larry down <laughs> underneath old Corvosa. Yeah, he thinks that it's a better idea to tame, uh, <laughs> to tame giant centipedes. But I was like, what are we, mites? <laughs> We're not vermin. <laughs> We don't need to. We don't need to have vermin serving us. Rust monsters are way better. People use metal weapons, and we can we can ruin their entire armies by by sabotaging their metal weapons. And that's why I decided to start training rust monsters. Well, that sounds like an awfully clever plan of you. It was. I'm very clever. It's really unfortunate that you uh, got found out. Oh, and I got away with, with it too. If it wasn't for you meddling adventurers. <laughs> Now you better be ready. The goblins are going to swarm over the surface. They don't care. They'll cut your throats in the Ooh, night. Goblins can, are horrible. Can you tell us about some of the goblins' plans oh, that you're lear- of, working to thwart? Goblins don't have plans. They're they're a menace. They're a, they're a ravaging horde. They're, they'll they'll overrun all of you. You see, with us kobolds down there, you all in the surface, you don't have to worry about the goblins because we deal with them every fucking day. <laughs> Well, if you tell us what they're planning on doing or what you think they're going to do. <laughs> oh, you have a translator, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because Damien's uh, not here. There's uh, probably somebody on duty that speaks draconic. Yeah. Um, Pretty common language for people to pick up. Yeah. Then, uh, like wizard. <laughs> then you know, the, the, uh, the goblins won't destroy us and you can continue to steal things from us. You just want me to confess. You're not gonna actually give me anything. Uh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna fall for it. Your stupid human games. <laughs> I'm not a human. You're still playing the human games, though. No, oh, that's not very nice of you to say. Yeah, well, you shouldn't play the humans' games. What game should I be playing instead? The, the you should be. You're a Duragar. You should be playing. You should be playing the games of the underground folk. Well, those I tried who will, those who will rise up and claim the surface world. 
Well, I tried speaking to you in Undercommon, but you didn't answer me. I don't speak Undercommon. That's a language of trash. Like goblins. (laughs) And Durgar. Meh. (laughs) All right. I think we've gotten all we're going to get out of these little guys. That's all you're doing? Yeah. Okay. We will continue to fight. You'll have to you'll have to kill me if you want to stop me. And they're like, Yeah, we can probably arrange for that. <laughs> um Uh you found you found a sunrod down there? Yeah. This guy probably killed one of the plumbing staff, so yeah, we'll we'll execute him. Oh alright then. I I suppose you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean we'll have to do the evidence gathering part of it and you I know. suppose yeah, there's there's a bunch of uh leftover but, statues that you can use as evidence. Uh there's also some yeah, rust monster and, corpses down there. Yeah, and uh no, it's it's pretty up and shut. This guy's gonna this guy's gonna All right. This guy's gonna hang. Um now we were looking for some bounty money off of this and Yeah, um so so for neutralizing the threat, it seems that this guy was the only one uh gathering the statues. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be 500 gold. All right. You get 500 gold and uh, you get the remains of one of the statues. And we got so, a couple of pieces of, uh, of, uh, of bronze yeah, left from we'll the other to, ones. Uh, I'll tell you what. What we'll do is we'll 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 figure out what it would be to get the other ones uh, repaired. Uh, we take it down to the Church of Shellen and get it uh, fixed there. And we'll just take the cost of that out of... Uh, all right. Out of your out of your reward money. All right. Because uh, we're gonna these are gonna need a make whole spell in yeah. order to get anything done on them. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. We did what we could, but you know. Yeah, so it's gonna be a second level spell. Um. All right. So it's gonna be sixty gold a piece to get those things fixed. All right. That's um, not bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. So tell you what, uh, we're gonna go ahead and give you uh, let's call it seven fifty. All right. All right. A uh, little bit of it, you know, just because we gotta. We gotta pay the guys that are gonna take it down to the place, but uh, yeah, seven seven fifty gold. All right, seven hundred fifty gold total. Thank yep. you. Yeah, well, thank you for uh, defending the city of Corvosa in these trying times. <laughs> we appreciate all of the efforts of adventurers like you. Well, thank you. Gosh, we still don't have a ton of money. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. oh boy. But. We have a little bit now, um, and we have to get ready to meet with Kester's moms. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's to tomorrow, yeah? Yep. Oh, boy. Everybody's just going to sort of sit down uh, at the table for dinner, uh, wait for Damien to get back. Damien mm-hmm. gets back probably around nine or yeah, so. Yeah, something like that. Uh, is, is Kester home? Uh, yeah, Kester would be home now. Okay. And there's uh, all the kids are gathered. Yeah, we've got Kester here, Arn- Arnor, Liz, uh, Vassiano, and Prima. Okay. Um, Ophelia's going to take the other kids and like work on an art project with them or something. Oh, that's um, cute. And we're going to be around the table with Kester. Okay. So, Kester, uh-huh. we are meeting with your mothers tomorrow. Mm. I believe our goal here should be to allow you and your family to reunite and yeah. live together um okay so what i was planning on doing and i've been talking to damien uh, who's better at planning but, uh, these sorts of things but, uh, I'm, I'm supposed to do what aridin tells me though right yes but aridin tells you to leave you went on an adventure you found you were not alone and now you must return. You must now return home. Change. Change, yes. 
I believe you have accomplished what Eridan wanted you to do by going off on your own. Um, I don't know uh, if if I've done everything I'm supposed to do, though. What other things do you think you need to do? I don't know. I figure eventually Aradin will tell me what I'm supposed to do. Of course, but until that point, I believe Aradin will want you to return to your family. He didn't to say that. To build up that. your community. He didn't say that. Aradin has said that at other times. That uh. community is important and that humans should work together mm. and not be divided. Hmm. You see that he's sort of like... You can see he's like sort of furrowing his brow and like... So what I was thinking we would do mm -hmm. is we would work to convince your mothers that Eridan is alive and that neither of us is making up anything. So that they may support you mm -hmm. rather than creating an environment that makes you uncomfortable. What if they don't believe it, though? If they don't believe it, then they will be your first assignment. Oh, like I have to make them believe it. There are humans who will not believe that Aridan has returned. Yeah. It is going to be a difficult challenge to convince them. Oh. You must be patient. So it's like a test, then? Yes. Yeah. Is that acceptable? I can try. Um. So what I was thinking, and I've been talking to Damien about this, is that yeah. we would provide your mothers with a sort of uh, clerical magic demonstration tomorrow. Oh, okay. And then they would, then they're like, they won't care that I worship Eridan then? Hopefully. Okay. The, you said the primary objection was that Eridan was not real. Yeah. So this should prove to them that Eridan is real. I mean, I, I, I tried to prove it to them, too. I did. I told them, like, things that were going to happen, and, and they, that wasn't enough. They, they said they didn't believe it. Well? Oh, they, they, didn't know, they didn't believe it was Aradin. They thought maybe it was something else. Something else? I don't know. They're, they're, this mums, they, they know lots of stuff. I believe you're... They're real you're... smart. They know that there's lots of things out there. I believe your mothers were concerned that perhaps... You were being deceived because of your youth. Uh-huh. However, it may help that another person, an adult, also has the same experiences as you. Okay. This may serve to be more plausible to okay. them. So, what I was thinking, do you have- are you capable of casting any other spells besides detect thoughts? No, it's just the one. All right. Well, we'll have you use that to guess their favorite color or something like that. Oh, but I tried that and they said it was, they didn't believe that it was Eridan magic. They said I was just special and that I could do special things. Hmm. Well. Or it doesn't mean that Eridan's real. I will also be casting spells. Mm -hmm. I will be... I was thinking, perhaps, some spells that are a bit more showy than perhaps I usually prepare. I was thinking we would... I would cast... Uh, well, first, I would cast Zone of Truth so that 
all could be assured that we were not being deceptive. Okay. And then I was going to cast Enhanced Water on... Uh, okay. Which turns ordinary drinks into alcohol. Oh. <laughs> you would not be able to drink these. Uh. But your parents would realize that magic had been performed. Okay. And could drink them if they so chose. <clears throat> was, okay. Did you have any other ideas? I don't know. I I have other abilities, but they are mostly Do I have to go with you? Frightening. I would prefer if you did. Okay. It it would help me to see your parents interact with you. Yeah. I have not I just I have not seen you it's together. It's been a real long time since I saw them. They And I don't want them to be mad at me. I believe they are mostly concerned. Mm-hmm. You have performed a great deal of dangerous acts that have brought you closer to your god. But mm -hmm. To those who are unfamiliar, it does look indeed very much as if you ran away and then were captured by Gadron Lamb and made to work for him for some time and now have been squatting, perhaps most generously, at another woman's house for a month or so. Yeah, but, 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 but it's because, it's because uh, Lenore's nice, though. Lenore is nice, but uh, surely so are your mothers. They, yeah, they're pretty nice. Lenore can still come and visit, and so can I. Yeah? I, yes. Okay. You don't have to be strangers. Okay. Just, you're, you're my friends, and I like all of you. Well, certainly your mother wouldn't, your mothers wouldn't keep you from your friends. I, I don't know. They wouldn't let me talk to Eridan, so I don't know if they let me talk to anyone else either. Listen. Huh? No one can stop you from talking to Eridan. Oh. Okay. Well, I just gotta be secret about it if they don't like it. There have been times in our history where humans have been in danger for, another, for various reasons. Like those filthy elves! <laughs> I was thinking the Aboleths, but, um... <laughs> yeah. And occasionally, one must defer to one's own judgment over that of other authorities. What's defer mean? One must make one's own decisions. Okay. I'll, I'll try. But I would recommend not running away again. Okay. The city uh, is dangerous. Yeah, it's... I've had to duck a few, like, rats and things uh, from time to time when I've been running around on my own. I do not want you to be hurt. One time I saw a bunch of goblins, but they didn't manage to see me. Yes. I want you to be safe. Okay. At the very least, I will see you at the Erinonite services. Yeah. I'll go to the temple every Sunday. Yes. Okay. I, I hear that they there. have more people there sometimes. Oh. Those people don't really worship Everton, they're just there for the show. Well, perhaps we will show them something more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
And with that, uh, I believe it would be good enough to go uh, fast forward a little bit. Yes. To the next day. Uh, let me advance the calendar. Do, 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 do. Is it now the uh, 8th of Gozrun? Uh, oh, wow. You're really good at this. Yeah. Yeah. 8th of, of Gozrun. <laughs> nice. I wish I could keep track of real life dates that well. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm difficult. Like, what day is it today? Saturday? No, uh, I it's, don't know. it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, you get to the Jittery Quill uh, at, uh, what time? Do you say noon? Yeah. yeah. You get there like on time or? Yeah. I mean, probably guys... a little early just to sort a of set early? up. Uh, so um, the people who are going are, um, actually, I think I think everybody's going. Everybody cares about Kester. Um, except mm. Ophelia. Ophelia is going to stay home walking to the Jittery Quill. Um, although it's like not super far, uh, it, it wins her right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and when she gets tired, when she closes her eyes, she sees the river of souls and stuff and it's, it's bad. Um, so, uh, she's going to save herself the, uh, the psychological torment of the still remaining permanent negative level. And, uh, she's going to stay home, uh, and, uh, take care of the kiddos who are currently there. So yeah, you you would come in around noon. Um, yeah, everybody's dressed nice. We made sure Kester had a bath. We have his hair combed. And so yeah, you you come you come in and uh, have you guys been into the jittery quill before? Yeah, or is it just Ophelia? Um, I think Damien may have gone and met her there one time. I don't. I don't remember you guys ever being in the jittery quill. No, no, you're right. You're right because Ophelia yeah. always left to meet them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, nobody else has been in the jittery okay. quill. So yeah, you guys come in and um and uh actually the dwarf that runs the place is not currently working. There would just be like a, a human bartender. Okay. Um, Cinter uh, is going to go up to the bar. Um, oh hello there, hello. Oh uh, hey there. Uh, uh, what can I get you? Oh, uh, I was just going to ask you a question. Uh-huh. Um, so we may, uh, we're having a conversation over at one of the tables here in yep. a little bit. I was no wondering, uh, is it all right if we cast a couple of uh, just um, uh, non-damaging, non-hostile spells? Mm, you're not taking control of anybody's brains, are nope. you? Nope. And you're not going to uh, cause any fear effects that nope. makes everybody run out of the bar? Nope. And you're not going to hurt anybody? Nope. All right. Uh, what's the spell you're going to be casting? I think that they were planning on casting uh, Zone of Truth. Hmm. And also... That's a pretty big area of effect. A lot mm, of people are going to be in that. Good, good point. Um, Why don't you take the far table over there? All right. Um, all right. Just try not to... Try not to disrupt anybody else's right. conversations uh, and you also know, wouldn't want a couple on a date to suddenly have to confess all of their right yeah yeah no that's a good point um yeah. i'm not super familiar with zone of truth myself so thank you well uh, zone of truth that's one it'll, it, you can't tell a lie if you're if you fail to save against it but uh you're not yeah. compelled to tell the truth, but sometimes yeah. if people wanted to tell the truth, but maybe their feelings were keeping them from doing it, or they have a complex relationship with the truth, yeah, that, you know, they might be, they might feel a personal compulsion to, to let it out there yeah. when they're no longer right. bound by the right. facade of normal interaction. We'll be careful about that yeah. one then. Uh, and and it's also, noon. It's noon on a Wednesday. I don't think you need to worry about and, uh, too much. And also, we were planning on casting enhanced water. I was hoping that uh, just mm. to make sure uh, we're not going to do it to uh, any drinks but the ones we've bought. All right. As I long as you're buying drinks, I don't care. I can care. compensate you for the alcohol cost if you want. Yep. I we're would just appreciate gonna, that. We're going to get coffee <laughs> and then we're going to demonstrate. Everyone, 
some clerical. Yeah. Otherwise, everybody that comes in here would would come in and make their own alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And that's, we get, we that's get a wizard uh, from Academy in here all the time. If they if they started getting the idea that they could just come in here and cast enhanced water. Well, enhanced water <sighs> isn't on the sorcerer wizard spell list, as far as I know. <laughs> well, that's that's a pretty good one. I didn't know that. You gotta watch out for those bards, though. Ah, oh, you always gotta watch out for those bards. <laughs> I had a bard in here two weeks ago. I just came into work and suddenly they started talking to me. And, and before I knew it, I was like, hey, you want to go upstairs? <laughs> they just seem so charismatic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of that sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, we had a good time. Nobody's but, uh, ever asked me that. Ah. Uh, well, maybe you wait around long enough, a bard will show up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the Durgar thing strikes him as a little unusual. I've heard bards try to seduce uh, more outlandish creatures. Hmm. And I'm outlandish to you, I suppose. Well, you're a little bit outlandish. I suppose. Yeah. You don't, you don't no, get many Duragar in town here. No, that's fair. That's fair. Where uh, are you from? I, uh, I'm trying to figure out what it is overland. Um... Probably closer to, like, Yanderhof? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, sounds of. like you're outlandish then. Yeah, probably. That's okay. We're probably. Here, here at the Jittery Quill, we, we don't care where you come from. As oh, long yeah, as you're I, paying for your drinks. I appreciate it. So don't worry. It? I'll be paying for the drinks. What are, what are you getting? Uh, can we just get... Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Can we get five coffees? Five coffees. Six. Six. Six coffees. Six coffees. Uh, four of them now and two of them waiting. All right. Anything for the kid? Oh, uh, Kester, what do you want? I want a hot chocolate. Can you get Kester a hot chocolate, please? Yeah, coming right up. Uh, and, um, all right, so, so, all told, I think it's gonna be about, like, like, two silver. Two silver? Maybe, maybe like, I'll give a little you, more. I'll give you a four silver, thank you for understanding. Well, thank you very uh, much. And for being so helpful. Okay. We'll have them coming up right for you in a bit here. Alrighty. Okay. So you guys, uh, get over there, you sort of practice your, uh, your, <laughs> your speeches and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, eventually uh like about five minutes go by and uh you get the guy coming by he's got like a he's got like a little apron on uh he he just comes over he's like uh, uh coffee coffee anything for it cream sugar uh no i'm i'm fine thanks simple syrup. Uh, <laughs> lenore uh just um and a uh, hot chocolate for the big guy here can you make my coffee so it doesn't taste like coffee please how much how much cream and sugar do you need to put in this so it doesn't taste like coffee anymore? a lot yeah, I'd like say lot. four. Give it a lot. <laughs> All right, and he, he does that. <laughs> he just he just leaves you a uh, little thing of cream, tiny little uh, decanter of cream, uh, and uh, and like a bowl of sugar. Um, and uh, Lenore passes those over to Damien, and they swap coffees. <laughs> and Damien goes, "Oh, thanks. I wasn't sure how to ask. I just, I it's so I." He, he asked, and I just didn't know how to respond. Thank you. Uh, and Lenore drinks her black coffee, and Damien drinks his creamy sugar coffee. <laughs> just continually spooning more more sugar yes. into it. Yes. Like, no. No. No, no, no it's so better. And then, uh. um, eventually, you would see the door open again, and in comes uh, a, a woman that you recognize immediately as Tiora. Oh. Uh, just and, Tiora or Tiora and, and uh, her wife? Uh, it would be just Tiora. Okay. Right now. Okay. Uh, where's my Tiora token? Ah, here she is. So, 
you would see that she is now uh, kitted out a little bit better than mm-hmm. she was like the previous times that you saw her. Mm-hmm. She now has on like a set of leather armor. Um, she's got like a she's got like a two daggers, one on either side of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's got her hair uh, dressed up a little bit nicer. Uh, she's, she's got like a little necklace on, uh, like a little purple sash. Uh, she seems to be doing a bit better now that she's had a little bit of time to clean up from her adventures in being, you know, held prisoner. Yeah. Her face is still a little bit gaunt. Um, she doesn't look super great in that regard. Uh, but she, she looks like she's had some time to prepare and that she wanted to, you know, look good for this appearance. She comes in, uh, she looks around for a second and she sees Kester. And uh, she just like rushes over, Kester. Oh, oh, oh my God! Thank Desna, you found him. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, Kester, Kester, it's where have you been, Kester? Where have you been? It's like hi, mom. Mm. Uh, and and she comes over and just hugs him, oh. and he's sort of like like he's hesitant for a little bit, and then he hugs her back. Oh. Uh, and it's like I was so worried. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, of course. So, um, wh- wh- where did you find him? Um, well, we we found him um, at the old fishery where Gadron Lamb had been keeping kids. Gadron Lamb. Uh, he was I, uh, I don't a bad to... guy. Um, oh, my God. He had a lot of child slaves. Doing, Kester, are you okay? Doing are work. You, did, did they hurt you? No, I was pretty good. I didn't get hit at all when I was there. Did other children get hit? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, but not me. I, I was doing a good job. I, I did. I did just like you told me. Uh, I didn't get caught, and I, 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 uh, I managed to hide in the shadows when I was out. And I did. I did what they told me when I was there, and I didn't get hurt or anything. We we rescued a bunch of kids. Uh, he happened to be one of them. Oh my god, Kester, what? Why didn't you come home? Uh, um, I wasn't supposed to. Um, no, no, Kester, Kester, we were looking for you. We wanted you home. We were we were waiting for you. Where? And, and you were. Why? Kester sort of shrugs. He's like. Uh, Everyone told me I was supposed to be there. And as as he says that, uh, you see her just... Tiora. What? I am Yunia. It is a pleasure to meet you. Yes. I also worship Eredin as Kester does. What do you mean? I mean that when we entered the old fishery and found Kester. Kester told me Aradin had told him to wait here for me. She sort of, you see her, like, she was like, when, when you said that you worship Aradin like Kester does, you saw, like, she fixes you with this look of like, oh God, what are you doing to my child? Uh, and, and, then, and then when you, when you say that it was because Aradin had told Kester to be there and told you to be there, She's like, so now I'm just supposed to accept that my son was gone for nearly a year because some dead god wants him to be somewhere else. I believe that your son 
was sent forth to find the only other person in Corvosa who currently worships as he does. And now that he has found me, it is time for him to return home. He was gone for a year. I do not control the rate at which things occur, but he knew that it was going to happen in a year. Why did he have... Why... Um... Why did he have to go for so long? Why couldn't you have just come to our house? I... It has been some time since I have been in control of my own fate. I was petrified by a basilisk nearly a century ago and was only recently returned to life. Only a matter of months ago. It was only recently that I felt sufficiently well to begin searching out ways to serve my god. Look, I've... I'm not a very religious person, but I know that Eridan died. And I know that there's... Um, she sort of, like, looks at Kester, uh, and, and it's, like, sort of as if she was going to say something, but then decides not to. She looks at you and just goes, I know that there are people who are not well, that hide out in the Temple of Everdon, that still believe that he's around, and I don't want my son to become like them. There are indeed those who are charlatans and those who are desperate who do not receive spells from er Eridan, but are still so deeply in need that they will do anything they find necessary to convince others. I assure you that the spells that Kester and I receive are from Eridan. I, I, I don't care where they come from. I just want my son home. I want him safe. This... So do I. This... Um... She just sort of looks around at the table. Um... Could... One of you just take Kester into another room or something for a moment? Uh, sure. Um, hey, Kester, do you wanna, um... It'll be okay. Mommy's gotta talk to these people. Yeah, um, do you wanna, uh go um do you want to just go outside for a sec we can somewhere close where i yeah. can still see you yeah yeah we um, just um do you want to i think there's a bird's nest in the tree out outside do you want to go check okay. it out well uh, am i in trouble no she she just looks at him no kester you're not in trouble you were never in trouble i'm not mad at you i'm just worried and i'm going to talk to these people and we're going to find out what's going on And now you're mad at them. And she just looks, she goes, I, we just need to have a grown-up conversation. Okay, Kester? Mm. Kester goes, okay. And then after we're done, we can go home. Okay. Uh, uh, I'll go look at the birds then. Yeah, come here. Okay, um, okay. 
Yeah. Bye, Mom. Uh, like, you see, as, as he says that, uh, she sort of, like, tears up a little bit. I'll be right out. Just, just be a few minutes, okay? Ooh. And they walk out the door. And then you see her, like, look at you again. And there is, like, fire in her eyes of just, like, listen, I try not to worry him. I try not to show how afraid uh, me and Consena are. But <sighs> this isn't natural. And I don't want our son getting caught up in some sort of... Listen, when... Div I don't know a lot about these sort of things, but when divine powers call on people, nothing good ever happens. And I don't want him to be caught in that. And I don't even believe that this is real. I don't think... Like, what proof do you have that this is Aradin giving you these powers? It could be anything. Are you finished? No, but... <sighs> Taking on the mantle of one called by a god is certainly not a small task. And it is not one without risk. Mm -hmm. But I assure you, I will do everything in my power to protect Kester. And, regardless of whether or not you think Aradin's return is natural, he does remain. He's not a child's story. He is not an arcane trick. He is not a ruse. And your son is not lying. What proof do you have that it's really Aradin? When I pray to Aradin, he responds. As all other clerics pray to their gods, I pray to mine, and I receive spells. You do not require additional proof that a Serenite who prays to Serenray receives her spells from Serenray. If Serenray had been dead for a hundred years, I might want some. I believe it is likely that Eridan, rather than being dead, was simply hiding. That's just... This isn't the first time that we've had problems with this. You see, it started a year ago. Kester, he... He started acting strange. That's when he started to say that he could hear the voice of Eridan. Um, he has told us of things that were to happen in the future. Yeah. He told us we would be dealing with shapeshifters, and we fought a Rakshasa. Yeah. Has he told you of things that would happen in the future? Told me about th some things. He told us that the king was going to die. We told him, of course, the king's going to die. He's old. He wasn't sick at the time, but... I mean, he did get sick after that, but... I don't know if it was just something that he heard. Um, you know... Aridin is the god of prophecy, and although in these days prophecies no longer are guaranteed to come to pass, it seems your son does have prophetic abilities. Mm. Yeah, but um, it's 
That's the problem is whether or not the abilities are real or if Aridin is real, he was causing trouble. He was stealing things. He was, he was uh, sneaking off even before he ran away for the last time. And when we tried to punish him for it, he said it wasn't his fault. He said that Aridin made him do it. Mm. And that's why we were worried about him. So we, we took him to clerics to see if they could figure out what was wrong with him. Uh, the Serenites said that he was healthy and the Shelanites were just obsessed with this idea that he'd found some divine muse and he was engineering some creative story and they wouldn't do anything else for him. Um, and we were at our wits end when the church of Abadar showed up. A few of the shopkeepers had seen Kester. They reported him to the guard and, uh, well, I have a record, so the guard found me. Uh, the Inquisitor of Abadar showed up at our door. He said that the shopkeepers uh, understood that he was a child and that they wouldn't press charges so long as it was made clear that he was getting help and that it wouldn't happen again. They, uh, they told us that if we didn't get him to stop, that they would have to take him for rehabilitation. Of course, I swore I would do anything, but Kinsena and I, we knew, uh, we knew that there was nothing we could do. So we started making plans to leave town uh, for Magnamar or Yanderhof, really anywhere before the Abadarans could come back. But Kester, he got uh, angry. He said that Aridin wanted him to stay. And we, uh, I, put my foot down. I told him that it wasn't safe for us here, that we had to go. And that's, that's when he left. He just snuck off in the night and we, until now we hadn't heard anything about him. So you understand, I, I don't really care if Aridin is real. I just want my son to be safe. I understand. I am sorry that your son's religious journey has caused you such pain. I do not believe that that was the overall goal of the situation in which you have been placed. Merely an unfortunate consequence. That's the problem. These, these divine powers, they're unfortunate consequences. They, they have such an impact on our lives. I don't want, I want to do anything that I can to keep Kester from just being hurt by one of these unfortunate consequences that you're talking about. Would it clearly? Aridin doesn't care about his well-being. He told him to leave. Aridin wanted him to find me. Surely there were other ways that that could happen. The road of prophecy is a difficult one. It is possible that in these days, difficult and circuitous measures must be taken to ensure that prophecies come to pass. It, I will swear to you that I will do everything in my power to keep Kester safe. He is but a child, 
and it is difficult for children to fully grasp the enormity or the magnitude of the things that the gods may ask of them. I will help Kester to learn the difference between what he desires and what his god desires. Since we have known him, he has not stolen anything or behaved badly beyond going to the Temple of Eridan without telling us. So I was able to find him there. He has been focused on adhering himself to the values which you instilled in him. Yeah. Even without you there, he worked to act as you would have wanted him to. She like looks out the window, just looking at him. He's a good boy. He's gifted in ways I don't know if you could understand. He's... I just want him to be safe. Yes. I believe we both want him to be safe. Well, you did bring him back to me, so... Aradon, although he is a god of many things, is also a god of community. He wants families to be together. Perhaps this experience we've all had will serve to unite you in closer ways that you had not previously anticipated. She's quiet. She, uh, at some point during this conversation, uh, the bartender would have come back over with the with the other extra coffee and just gone. Okay, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> Uh, here, you just have that. Cinder's uh, drinking her second coffee. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he just sort of, like, looks at you guys like, okay, uh, Aridin, hmm. Yeah, uh, Cinder, Cinder gives him a thumbs up and, like, a uh, mouths, thank you. <laughs> and so, Tiora sits there, stirring her coffee, looking into it. Would you like a demonstration? Perhaps. All right. I believe there are a number of spells I could cast to convince you that my powers are real and also of a divine sort. Uh, Damien pipes up. Um, if you need me to confirm that <laughs> there that certain spells are on uh, are. That can only be cast by clerics or something like that. Um, I can I can do that. Um, she sort hi, of looks at you I'm, like I'm Damien. I'm a student at Thumanexus College. Um, I've been hanging out with these people she, she for sort some of just time. Goes, so you want me to accept your verification of what your friend can do as well? Uh, I will be casting Zone of Truth. Okay. This will make it impossible for us to lie. I'm familiar with it. Uh, Cinder pipes up. Oh, yeah, that's why we're over here in the corner, and uh, the guy's been seating people uh, sort of far away from us so they don't get hit by it. Uh, I was I was talking to yeah, him about it I've, earlier. Uh, yeah, and also, it's been giving us some more privacy, which I appreciate. She just goes, no, I'm familiar with Zone of Truth. I've, uh, I've been in one before. Oh. So. 
Yeah. Oh, no, I'm uh, so uh, what I'm getting here is uh, all of us are going to uh, just accept it and not not try to fight it. Um, you don't have to just accept it if you don't want to. But um, it is part of the demonstration. We just want to verify that we're not lying to you um, if that's all right. If you must. All right. Uh, Unia is going to cast Zone of Truth. Uh, and um, Center and Damien. What's your save, DC? Uh, it is uh, 16. Okay. Um, and uh, if um, I think yes, uh, affected creatures are aware of this enchantment, um, but I don't think that you're actually aware if somebody saved. Is that the case? Are you aware? Like, uh, for, for me, that's know. that's been a difference in how people flavor it. Uh, or maybe I'm thinking of 5e. Let me look uh, at Zone of Truth real quick. Uh, it says, creatures within the emanation area, or those who enter it, can't speak any deliberate and intentional lies. Each potentially affected creature is allowed a save to avoid the effects when the spell is cast, or when the creature first enters the emanation area. Affected creatures are aware of this enchantment. Therefore, they may avoid answering questions to which they would normally respond with a lie, or they may be evasive as long as they remain within the boundaries of the truth. Creatures who leave the area are free to speak as they choose. I don't think, no, I don't think there's any way for you to know whether yeah, somebody okay. failed or think, or not. I think, yeah, I think that might be a 5e thing. Okay, so we're going to cast it. Um, all of us are going to intentionally fail um, our will saves. <laughs> yep. uh, Tiora can choose whether or not she wants to try to resist it. Oh, she's going to make a will save. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, yeah, so DC 16. And yeah, so Unia, when they cast Zone of Truth, um, they hold their holy symbol of Eridan, um, and they also hold their falcata. Uh, and um, this sort of, sort of like a little shockwave sort of bubble spreads out, and it just passes through everybody harmlessly. But um, if if you're affected by it, you can feel that it's uh, keeping you from speaking lies. Um, Unia says, and as you can see, I cast it using a holy symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, I will proceed with my demonstration if that is all right with you. Go ahead. Now, this here is a spell that only clerics, paladins, and bards can cast. Uh, Damien can verify that. I'm going to cast Enhance Water on Sinta's coffee. I, wait, I was just about to drink that. No, Hold on. <laughs> um, uh, actually, uh, Unia can affect one pint of water per level. So Unia will say, all of those who wish to have alcohol uh, pass your coffees over. <laughs> Damien will pass his over. Uh, Center will pass hers over and Unia uh, will have uh, theirs as well. Um, and then uh, gesture to Tiara, would you like your coffee turned into alcohol? Oh, I think I'm going to need it. Understood. Uh, and um, Unia will cast, uh, they'll hold their holy symbol and they will cast Enhance Water on the four cups of coffee. Um, this will transform it into an alcoholic beverage. Uh, it looks like the more contaminants that exist in the water, the darker the ale or more full-bodied the wine becomes. So um, I would say they... it. They probably turn... It's just coffee, so they probably turn into... Um, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would say, like, uh, 
you know, it would, it would turn into a... Uh, Kahlua? Yeah, Kahlua. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Damien's is actually the strongest Kahlua because he put the most stuff in his coffee. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> um, and Unia will hand it back. I believe we can all verify that I am not nearly charismatic enough to be a bard. <laughs> yeah, that is... Uh, that's got some kick to it. Yeah, um, and so if you take the uh, the overlap of the sets um, of the two spells that were cast, bards can't cast Zone of Truth, uh, and um, but uh, uh, and and um, arcane casters besides bards can't cast Enhance Water. Okay. So um, there's um, logically Unia could only be a cleric or a paladin, and I think you know I think they're probably a cleric. Yes, I'm a cleric. I'm not a paladin. I can't smite <laughs> evil things. Uh, okay. Well, I believe that you're a cleric anyway. But I'm... I personally, I still think that the jury is out on it being a god that's been dead for a hundred years. I understand your hesitance in believing in Aradin. I believe this is one of those situations in which it requires exceptional faith. <sighs> There's another thing. I don't know why Aridin would pick Kester. I do not know either. Like, what? What? Like, I'm not going to argue that my child isn't special. He, he is. But why would a god that has not been... That has not manifest for even its... Even his most devout followers choose our son... That is a mystery to me as well. Or you, for that matter. Why, why, why are you still receiving spells? I believe that because I died before Eridan's disappearance and continued worshipping him without interruption when I was returned to life, that I may have somehow retained some manner of faith, connection... There's worship that was lost so many others. things have happened that the, 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 the maelstrom started after Aradin died and his worshippers were caught in that and uh, there, there's I've heard about the crusades in the east I cannot deny that something disastrous occurred indeed it, it the magnitude of Eridan's powers seems to have been decreased significantly. We, Kester and I, are, to my knowledge, the only two people who are currently receiving spells from Eridan. That would suggest a great loss of power. Mm -hmm. I just want Kester to come home. I don't care about any of this. All right. Maybe now that it's been a year, nobody will show up and nobody will try to take him. We will prevent them. Okay. Simply let us know. We will do everything we can to help you. Okay. Kester is important to all of us. Yunia looks to Lenore, out playing with Kester. Lenore has experienced more than her share of grief recently. When we met her, she was living alone in her house, and barely living at that. She looks out, uh, looking at Lenore. Uh, I imagine Lenore looks 
pretty happy she interacting does. with Kester. She does. She's smiling. She's pointing up at the trees. Uh, she's um, they, they're grabbing a couple sticks and they're uh, they're sparring a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she's good. Lenore loves your son. I do not believe she has any aspersions of thinking that he is hers. And indeed, she would likely be very offended by the uh, mere implication. But he has been good. Her, his presence has been a balm on her heart. That's good. So, I do not want you to think that your son spent an entire year being a criminal. He has helped others in ways that are the, the extent of which is, is yet to be realized. He's got a big heart. He's a good kid. He is. Um, don't roll me a sense motive. Robert. Yes. Yes. Uh, Unia. I'll have, can I have center roll as well? Uh, yeah. All right. Anybody can. All right. I'll have Damien. I'll, uh, Damien doesn't have a particularly good sense motive, but he's here, so we'll have him roll. Uh, clack, clack, Matherox, clack, clack, clack. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Center got a 28. Okay. Um, and uh, Unia got a 21. And Damien got a 13. All right. So you guys are under the effects of Zone of Truth, and so you know that, mm. you know, that Tiara can't lie to you. Mm, unless she's saved. Uh, oh, yeah, unless she's saved. Um, but you are getting the distinct feeling that there is something that she is not saying. Um, okay. She, she's sort of, like, watching Kester, and, like, when she's interacting with you. Mm-hmm. You get the... You get the feeling from the way that she like for just her from her posture being like a little bit unsettled in her seats and mm-hmm. like some like glances away when when you're talking about Aradin and stuff like that that there's something that she's not talking to you about uh center is going to set down her kalua uh <laughs> uh tiora yeah hi um you know we are, uh, we're doing a lot here to, uh, make sure that all of our, uh, motivations and thoughts and feelings are very, uh, clear and honest to you. And, um, yeah. I would appreciate it. And I think everyone else here would too. Uh, if you would tell us what's on your mind right now. I kind of just want to get home right now. I, I understand that, but, uh, it seems like you're, uh, anxious and holding out about something how about let's get kester home you all can come too i'm sure kinsena would want to show her gratitude and then you'll tell us what's been bothering you we'll see okay i just want to get him home for now okay okay you know if there's something you want to talk about in confidence i do do counseling it's, I think you deserve to know, but not here. All right. All right. Well, we can find... You've, you brought him back to us, and that's important. And we don't have money, so... Oh, don't worry about repaying us. We've. Uh, it's been a pleasure taking care of your kid. Uh, thank you for doing the right thing, bringing him back to us. Of course. 
I know that it would have been easy to just pawn him off on the orphanages. That's Indeed. what we were worried about, is that they would take him and they would put him in one of those places. And then, you know, that spark that he has, it would just get lost. Mm. We've never had any interest in doing that. Good. Let's go retrieve your son. Okay. And so together, um, uh, together, uh, you all would go out of the coffee shop. Yep. And uh, Sinter will leave another, would, would another say, silver on the table. Tiara would just go, Kester, are you... Are you ready to go home? And Kester sort of like nervously like looks around like. Unia nods at him. Yeah, I, I think I think I've done enough now. I can probably go home. I think Aridin will be okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so. Um, do you want to hold my hand while we walk? It's like he goes, yeah. And so he takes Tiara's hand. I did a lot of stuff while I was gone. Uh, there was lots of there was lots of uh, I, I I I practiced what you taught me about about hiding and not getting caught. And she's like, yeah, that's great, Kester. Um, I even I even did a little bit of uh, of finding good marks like you told me to. It's like <laughs> not not right now, honey. You know, people what what wear their coin purses too far back and they're loose enough that you can't really tell when they when something's in them. <laughs> she like looks at the rest of you like, I didn't teach him any of that. No. Lenore, this, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I have a record. <laughs> it, it's it's okay. He's um, we've been talking to him about stealing stuff from people uh, yeah they tell me that it's not good to steal stuff from people uh, it's it's mostly that we're in a situation where we don't need to steal stuff so um huh, must be nice uh, yeah um i i mean we are more than willing to help you out uh in that capacity uh and so uh from the jittery quill you would follow the curve of of the uh of the hill around to the edge toward the avenue of arms which is the road that follows along the uh yes, along the the road with the literal, literal statue arms, arms sticking out of it yes it has actual statue arms sticking out of it not to be confused with the like big old military wall being like oh it's named the avenue yeah. of arms because of the guards that are posted yeah, no, no there are stone <laughs> arms poking up out of the ground that make up the avenue of arms <laughs> nobody is sure how they got there and they're or, very varied and uh also like all of them are unique and like very like anatomically accurate yeah. for arms yeah and nobody's sure how they got there nope mm. yeah <laughs> wait till you find out about the foot <laughs> <laughs> corvosa littered with stone body parts <laughs> <laughs> hey i wonder why unia had to come here <laughs> Uh, so you take one of the one of the more rickety wooden bridges across the narrows of Saint Alica, the thin uh, channel of water that separates Old Corvosa from the mainland. Oh, Lenore was telling me about Saint Alica. Apparently, she was really pretty. She was going to show me a bit. No, no, that's enough. <laughs> uh, and they, 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 you go, you go across and into uh, the the shingles. Of Bridgefront, and Bridgefront uh, among the places that have uh, been turned into this uh, massive, towering, 
slapped together buildings. Uh, this is the oldest of them. And uh, you can see that there are decades of worn like lean-tos that have crumpled and been built upon by others. A lot of the, a lot of like the wood is rotted away in some of the Oof. buildings and then been reused with this, with like the still intact pieces swapped in for yikes stuff that has fallen apart. And you would manage to come to a, on, on like a third floor, mm-hmm. a little hut, a room about, a room about, I don't know, probably eight feet wide by five feet long. Goodness. Uh, with like a little with like a little fabric canopy out over the entryway. Uh, and uh, there is a woman inside who uh, when when uh, you guys come walking ac- across a gangplank onto the platform where this is built, she just looks out the window and um, she's a she's a woman probably like in her late 30s. Um, looks out at you and just goes, Kester! Oh, oh god, Kester! And she just comes out, falls to her knees, and like grabs him. Mm. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. I never thought I'd see him again. And she just like take, she like runs, runs her hand through his hair and just like puts, puts her head like, uh, puts her head like up against his. And she's like, oh. Oh, are you okay? Are you hurt? Uh, what what happened? And uh, Tiora just goes, "I'll I'll tell you about it later." Um, these people uh, found him in Midland, right? Yeah. Uh, they found him. He was being held by a child slaver, and they saved him. Mm. And uh, uh, Kinsena looks at you and just goes, oh, oh my gods, that's, that's, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We're doing everything we can to find anybody that the, uh, the guy we found um, Kester with, uh, anyone involved in that, uh, we're looking to take him down. Yeah. Um, and Tiora Lenore, just- Lenore, Lenore is extremely choked up. Yeah, Tiora just goes, um, why don't, why don't you get, you two get something to eat? Um, I'll, uh, I gotta tell these people something. And Kinsena, like, looks at her, like, what are you, what are you telling them, honey? What are are you, it's like, it's fine, they saved Kester. Um, I'm gonna tell them. And you see Kinsena has, like, this look of a little bit of worry. Like, looks at all of you. If you think that's best. And, uh, Kinsena encourages a f- Or, sorry, uh, Tiara encourages a few of you to come up to the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, there's, like, uh... And, like, cross a few gangplanks, too, where there's, like, a crumbled tower mm-hmm. that has, uh, kind of no vantage point from any other direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh- who all does she want to come with uh, her? All of you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, so she goes into there and she's just standing with her back to you. And she's like, there's another reason why we were worried when Kester started saying that he was worshiping Aradin. And that's because Aradin is not really one of the gods that I think would care for 
our people. Arden cares for all humans. Yeah, and humans at the expense of others. And uh, as she's saying that, you watch uh, as as like her hands sort of like lengthen. Uh, her fingers grow into claws. Oh. And her hair sort of disappears into a gray mat of skin at her back. And she looks back, and there is just this formless face oh. looking at you. Aridin doesn't care for my people. And he doesn't care for Kester. Well, much has changed since Aridin last. Uni is sort of visibly struggling with this new information to incorporate it into their belief system. Um, so they're, they're, they, they, they stand there stunned for a good ten seconds or so before speaking. Much has changed since Aridin last spoke a large audience about the importance of humanity. Perhaps he is expanding his interests to other humanoids as well. <laughs> I remember that Kester asked me a while back if Aridin would still love him if he were a tiefling. <laughs> and I told him I believed Aridin would. And if Aridin has chosen your son, even though you're not human. That would be a strong indicator that Aridin may be looking to become more than simply an old god of humanity. This was one of the things that concerned me, is when Kester started talking about Aridin, it was when it was about the age that we start trying to teach our children to control their shape to be able to duplicate others and Kester just took this form and you watch as she changes shape and looks like Kester uh, and he would just keep coming back to this shape all the time and we tried to tell him that he could do anything and he wouldn't change he just kept becoming a human he said that Aridin didn't like other creatures and so he couldn't be another creature. Yes, he and I have, as I said, had a conversation about that. I believe that with this additional knowledge, we can say that it is possible that Aridin would be okay, would, would accept others, That's uh, not other what Kester said before. Kester is nine. I'm just worried. See, the thing is, he... And and she sort of reverts uh, first back to uh, the the neutral form, this kind of formless shape, and then back toward the humanoid shape that she took on before, and just goes, "See, my people, we can copy humanoids, but it's a shadow of it." Kester, when he takes this human form, he he's really like a human. He he has abilities. Uh, he takes to crafts and things and he gets more abilities like he's really a human perhaps your son is he's he's there's rumors of 
members of our species that can perfectly copy a creature. But they're rare, and that's why I don't want him to give up on his, his natural abilities. He could be anything. <laughs> you know, every parent says that, but Kester could literally be anything. And is there something so wrong with him being a human? Humans are cruel. They push our people into the shadows. They make us hide what we are. They they say that we're devious creatures, that we want to undermine their society. We just want to live. But we're forced into the corners and told that, well, look at where we're living. This is the most that we can have without drawing enough attention that it brings other people down on us to drive us to somewhere else. I have an additional demonstration. If you would be open to it. Mm. Unia is going to cast darkness. <laughs> Eridan has become a god for those in shadow. For those who must hide. To give back what has been taken. To restore what has been lost. I am a cleric of darkness. And I am a cleric of Eridan. He waits for those who hide in shadow. Hmm. And maybe he can find a better place for us. But until he does... I'm still not going to trust this. But I, more than anything, I want him here. Yes. Uh, I don't care if he doesn't try to take other forms uh, as long as he's here. Thank you for demonstrating how much you care about your son. Of course. Please listen to him. I always listen to him. I just don't want to lose him. Would it be all right if I visited occasionally? I think that would be all right. Um, if you could give us a little bit of time to be a family. Of course. Um, at least a week, I think. That is acceptable. Kester has been attending Sunday services at the Temple of Aradin with me. Okay. He may desire to go there on Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll see you there then. And if you may also thank your wife for her patience and understanding into this difficult time. Yeah. I hope that as time passes, we may come to a better understanding of what is being asked of your son and what he feels compelled to do. Yeah. And if there's anything you require for assistance, please inform me. It is a strongly held interest of mine to ensure that Kesta is safe and well cared for. And if you are in a situation in which that is difficult, I would 
prefer to do something to help. I would appreciate that. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it, right? All right. For now, I just... Having him home is good. Mm. The weather's good these days. It's uh, it's pretty safe right now. Mm. Maybe when it gets hotter uh, in the summer, we can look at maybe... Getting out of the shingles. Mm. You need only to ask. <laughs> Thanks. Now, if you don't mind, I want to be with my son. Of course. And uh, we don't really have the resources to entertain guests. Understandable. We will return home and leave you and your son. Thank you. And thank you. And uh, with that, she would sort of like start climbing back down uh, to where Kinsena is. Uh, they are they are currently uh, like stoking like a little fire on in like a little uh like there's like a little cast iron mm-hmm. uh vessel that they've put some put some stuff in to like start a little fire inside the mm-hmm. little little cauldron yeah. uh, and then they've put like a little they've like put like a little uh piece of shrapnel that has been bent into roughly the shape of a pan and yeah. they're they're just like cooking um cooking some uh vegetables in it yeah okay um and uh Caster, Caster's like, do you want me to go and get some fish? Uh, we can get, I can go and get us some fish down at the market. Lenore gives me some money sometimes, and um, and they go, yeah, that would be great, Caster. If you could get us some fish, that would be good. I don't know, I'll do that. Um, are you all staying for dinner? Uh, you know, uh, we appreciate the offer, but uh, we're actually gonna head home. Oh, this is my other mum. Uh. Uh, and, uh, Kinsena sort of, like, waves, hi. Hi there. So, uh, she looks at Tiora. Did you have a good talk? Tiora just goes, yeah, there. You seem like good people. I hope that I, well, that we can trust you. To do right by us. And do right by Kester. Yeah. You've, I think you've proven yourself for now. Yeah, um, Lenore's gonna, uh, sort of bend over a little bit. Hey, Kester. Uh, we're gonna head out here. Okay. Um, you be good, okay? Uh, can I come and visit? Yeah, yeah, uh, just, you know, talk to your moms first. Yeah, and, and, uh, Tiora just goes, so, we're gonna, we're gonna take a little bit of time, uh, just to be home for a little bit. You know, it's been a long time since you were home, and... You know, we're just going to take a little bit of time here, but we're going to see your friends on Sunday. Yeah. And looks at Unia. Unia nods. And we're going to see them on Sunday at the, at the temple. Are we going back to the temple of Aradin? Yes. I informed your mother that you were interested in returning. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. We could go, I'll see you then. That's, that's only a couple of days. So, yeah. We will see you soon. Okay. Uh, I s- mm. Damien uh, leans over. Hey, um, I brought some stuff for you. Um, I wish he, you got- he, he, bring, he, he pulls out um, some of the drawings Kester was working on at the house that weren't finished yet. Um, and as well as some um, 
some crayons or drawing implements that Kester was using. Um, I didn't want you to like lose your uh, thought, your train of thought on these. So I thought I would just, you can, you know, show them, show us what you've been working on on Sunday. Okay. I'll, I'll draw you some real good stuff. Uh, you know what? I, 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 there's a lot of good spots here in, here in, here in uh, Bridgefront. I, I got a spot where I used to hang out with a couple of my friends back before I left um that's down it's down uh it's down on the on the second floor uh a couple blocks over it's real nice there there used to be it used to be a leather working place and they still got lots of their tools there oh that's cool yeah i gotta go back and see if uh any of my friends are still hanging around there yeah haven't been up this side of the of uh, the narrows for a while yeah um uh, except for the time that i went with uni uh yeah uh well you you be good um don't okay. get into too much trouble uh I could get into plenty of trouble on my own. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, you can get into trouble, but uh, should you get into trouble is what you should be uh, asking yourself. I, I should do what I'm supposed to do. Yes. You're, uh, so you're a not, good kid. not trouble then. Yeah. Okay. Be safe. I don't want to be your safe. Moms safe love is you boring. a lot. You should, sp- you should spend some time with your moms. D- Mom, did I tell you about the time that I had to fight for a piece of bread with a goblin? <laughs> they go, oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. I kicked his ass. <laughs> and he can, and, and uh, just goes, Kester, don't say ass. <laughs> I kicked his butt. <laughs> oh. And Tiora just like leans in. Like, that sounds very dangerous. And I'm glad that you kicked his ass. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a little stab. <laughs> With this dagger. <laughs> Kester, what do you have there? A knife! No! <laughs> okay. And with that, I think yeah. we will call it yeah. for Cent- the night. Center, center looks down from the third floor of the shingles and goes, Oh dear, that's a lot of stairs. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, actually, do you... Do any of you want to make a knowledge check to know what yes. they're turning into? Yes. Yes. I would like to do that. Because <laughs> none of um, you did that. Yeah, no, it was mostly, I was just really deep in the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, Damien, will, what sort of knowledge check are we making it's here? It's a knowledge local. Knowledge local. Okay, so Damien can do it. And Damien uh, can do it. <laughs> in case any of our listening public don't know what this neutral form grayish creature is. Um, didn't roll particularly well there. Uh, 14? Uh, Can we ask Ophelia about it when we get 14 is actually enough to get it. Okay. because uh, they're CR3, so. Okay. Uh, it's a DC 13 check, but it's not enough to get any. That's fine. Uh, extra facts. That's fine. This is the, the creature that you are, that you witnessed, uh, basically them turning into as a neutral form. Is a doppelganger. Doppelganger. Doppelgangers are strange beings that can take on the shapes of those they encounter. In its natural form, the creature looks more or less humanoid, but slender and frail, mm. with gangly limbs and half-formed facial features. Its flesh is pale and hairless, and its eyes are vacant and white. You know, uh, doppelgangers prefer infiltrating society, where they can ga- gather wealth and influence, and see little point in forming cities of of their own kind. Mm-hmm. Younger doppelgangers practice their skills by taking over small orc or goblin tribes, then move on to more complicated societies like dwarven, elven, and human communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than making themselves targets uh, by 
by taking positions of leadership. They prefer to be the power behind the throne or use multiple identities to manipulate individual influential citizens or entire guilds. Is that where the Seneschal went? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering when we when we met Kester's mom. Well, I Kester had this little accent that's super cute and his mom didn't have an accent at yeah. all. It's because it's all it's part of, part of yeah, the form. It's part of the form. Uh, you have to, you have to, <laughs> I, I got to be a lovable orphan. And one of the things that I learned about lovable orphans is that they're, they're all cockney. <laughs> I watched that by, by a stage production of Oliver. Yeah, no, no. And I was, I was like, gosh, uh, maybe his other mom talks like that. Maybe he's acting. Like, you know, throwing around ideas in my head as to why he may not want to go home. Uh, so that's... It's part of the act. Yeah. That's interesting. Interesting. Gosh. Poor it's kid. also a thing to keep my voice distinct so that when the when the game master uses my voice, we all know who's talking. <laughs> yeah. And I've um, got to be a lovable orphan, so I think uh, I think uh, like a sound little, like a little Oliver Twist. Like a little Oliver Lisa, Twist. Lisa, I want some more. More. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. That was very emotional. I know. I'm glad he's back with his family. Yeah. I'm sorry I spent a lot of that time talking very quietly. Uh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I can I can work with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just like like sitting like right here against my microphone, just like, oh my goodness, we have to be very very gentle in this situation. Like, mm. how how am I going <laughs> to diplomatize yeah. this? Like, <laughs> it was good. All right. Yeah. And we will pick up with that next week. All right. Thank you for joining us on this wonderful adventure of reuniting <laughs> doppelganger families uh, and revealing secrets. No. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this heartwarming little episode. It's so nice to bring families back together. And I think when evil is on the rise in the world around us, it is important to connect with people and try to fix what we can. This session featured music by Philip Melvin and Kevin McLeod, as well as sound effects by Sirenscape. Check out the show description for more information. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at to have and to roll. I am on Twitter at Rain Zero. That's R A N E and the number zero. Daft is on Twitter at Daft Prodigy. We made some Hero Forge minis this week, so be sure to check them out over on our Tumblr, tohaventoroll.tumblr.com. Once again, be sure to check out Daft's guest appearance on Dungeon Dive Bar over on dungeondivebar.podbean.com. You can follow them on Twitter as well at Bar Dungeon. And please, if you have a moment, open your podcasting app of choice and leave us a quick rating and a written review if you have more time. Doing this helps boost our visibility and also means you will be our favoritest people of all time. We will be back next week as our hero's little money-making side quest comes to a close. For now, have a great week and we will see you next time.
Do I need to bring in a light? <laughs> is that the issue here? Is it because I don't have a light down here? Is that why I can't see? That's why. I need to bring a fucking light down. <laughs> I'm the GM. Let me see my goddamn tokens. Apparently GMs don't have dark vision. It is it, it's, it's a nice It's a nice graphics card that we're not going to talk about. Oh, uh, the, but it's uh, so good, the though. The brand of because they're not sponsoring uh, they're us. They're not sponsoring us, but I can definitely say that MSI... Uh, graphics cards are doing pretty good for me right now and if they wanted to sponsor <laughs> us with like i don't know a motherboard uh that supports an 1151 socket <laughs> that would be great and, and ram msi do you make ram if you make ram send me some ram i want two 16 gigabyte ddr4 uh pieces of ram that will work with a very nice <laughs> lga 1151 uh socket do you want me to leave you two alone gosh i keep fucking forgetting to write down the name of this fucking bartender <laughs> uh barry barry the bartender uh, i'll figure it out eventually uh, there's a dwarf <laughs> that runs the bar he has a name i think it starts with a d dairy uh, dairy the dairy. bartender He's a bartender named Derry. <laughs> no. Uh, no.